Welcome back to season two, episode seven of Fill Your Cuppa. Support together. Take two <laughs> of the Fill Your Cuppa Support Together podcast. I am your host, Mrs. O. And on my right, I have Mrs. Una Mary Leonard. Hiya. And on my left, I've got Wee Gem Gem Casty. Hello, hello, hello. You're Gemma's back in the house. Gemma's back in the house. <laughs> causing chaos. Oh, she like... definitely is, girls. She definitely is. I love it. You're very welcome here today, girls. Thank you. It's been a while from we've been in the studio. Mm-hmm. So it's a while from we've had Gemma because we had Louise from Little Forget Me Nots in here. Mm-hmm. That was um, The last time, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, now, Gemma has been working in she the has. office doing Wonder Ones with mummies, which is very, very important. She hasn't been having wee nanny naps in the cocoon room. No we don't. Well. Have video evidence <laughs> of her taking her nanny break. naps. As Ross said, friends, I was on a break. We were on a break. <laughs> so you were, to be fair. But you could definitely switch off. Oh, why? Um, which is fantastic. And that just shows that we could count room. Oh, why? definitely. It works um, as magic. The roof of Oma Community House was nearly lifted that day when you snoring. <laughs> Work, yeah. When the glasses are off, yeah, the glasses are off. Here we Podrick knows when Mummy takes away Nanny. If I take the glasses off, then I mean business. Well, now, and seriously, in fairness, we're going to have to rectify this now. Gemma was on a long shift, she was in in the morning and meet mummies, and then she had a wee break in the afternoon, had a wee nanny nap, and then she was back in then doing a program in the evening time. So we didn't work her. To the bone and kept her in <laughs> no. from nine in the morning till ten that night. No. She had her wee break. It's a split shift, split shift. She, and she wouldn't leave the building. Yeah, she wouldn't leave. She was that content. <laughs> She's doing everything wee. was is yeah. within uh-huh. yeah. the hub. So it's like home uh, from home. Home from home. Yeah. It's hard to get these dolls home. <laughs> so episode seven, uh, we're going to talk about the mask. The mask is a very important part of our toolkit, mm-hmm. and it's something that we speak to the mummies about. It's a visual aid. I suppose it came around back whenever you would have been doing the Understand as Normal. Is that right, Una? Yeah, even a way back before that, just I suppose massive understanding um, with myself, realising yeah. that especially when I went into the hood, motherhood, um, I had a mask on. Um, but behind that mask was struggle, which was um, absolutely terrified. Fear. was guilt. Fear, yep, definitely. Um, and just losing complete sense of self. Mm-hmm. So we brought the mask and supposed to get to people to think of the front that we often put out there into the world. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have a mask. Sometimes we need that to try to understand what the name of God's going on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't go... I realised I couldn't keep going through my whole life with this mask. The mask draining you. Yeah, thicker and thicker and thicker. Mm-hmm. Because what mm-hmm. happens, exactly, it drains you, but there's a heavy weight on you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was wrong with me? Feeling fearful. Nothing. But I needed, it wasn't, a, it's not a shameful thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, what was wrong with me being anxious? Yeah. It's not a shameful thing. But mm-hmm. if I kept wearing that mask, I was going to make that be shameful and it was going to feed more into the illness so yeah. the mask is kind of used in a lot of terminology within the charity but mums tend to get it when you say do you feel you're wearing a mask mm-hmm. are you pretending are you living in pretense a lot are you on show a lot mm-hmm. you know so you get into that car and you have the baby all looking well the makeup on makeup on 
Well, sometimes it's for survival mode as well. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You paint the, paint the face it's, and you put on the, put on the smile. The yeah. yeah. Um, and it definitely is. But if you're doing that continuously and you're feeling you're slipping, it's not keeping you well. It's hard work. Oh, it's hard to keep it going. Time. You know, so it's about even just looking at that. And that's what I've had to do mm-hmm. over time, you know, not being able to breastfeed. You know, when you're putting it on, but you're so all right. It's grand. Uh, not able to breastfeed. It's okay. You know, at least a fed baby, you know, is, is better than nothing. But at that, the beginning, I was faking it. Like, it was freaking hard on me. Yeah, it was sore inside. Really sore. So that mask was me putting on that. As you stiff up her lip, you know, I'm grand. Everything's mm-hmm. okay. I'm grand. That bloody word, grand. So there's where wear the mask and often you and when we used to do workshops and you see that done a lot on and the mask is used a lot on and on, on mental yeah and mental health yeah you know um because we do hide behind this mask but is that mask serving me well at times yes why do we Not f- always yeah why do we feel we need to put a mask on because of shame because think about it you know um support together is going I'm kind of not sure. 14 15, years. 15, 15 yeah. years. But it started with um, myself being ill with Caitlin. When I look back at us, eight, our Caitlin's turned 18. Mm-hmm. And we went looking out to see what is out there, what support's out there. Where is the message to tell me that it's okay? Your feelings is something that's actually going to be a part of the transition. Mm-hmm. It's normal. It's emo- your emotional chaos that entering parenthood can create there wasn't i'm being honest there was no message out there so shame the mask has been around for a hell of a long time the mask is used like my mother would have wore a mask her mother would have wore a mask oh years even men wear a mask you know when you go in go into work and people say god they looked all right but they were grand they were laughing they were cahooing because often we you're going in with a mask. Or you feel like you've put a, have to protection. put a front on, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's total protection. That's exactly what it is. It's protection. Mm-hmm. But as you're saying, it's protection, but it still hurts. It and hurts. the more you wear it, the hurt gets bigger. It's harder to peel off. Yeah. Because then you actually forget who the hell was I. You know, at the start of me putting this mask on and the pretense. Who who was that person? Mm-hmm. Because your identity's lost. So exactly what you said, Gemma, there's sometimes we need a mask. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. And we talk about often a lot of the hats we wear, different yeah. roles we turn up. You know, I turn up to be Una, mm-hmm. you know, at work. Often it could be your boss or often it could be working with a mummy. And then a new version of me, that, and I have another hat on me when I go home. Your mummy. I'm a mummy. I'm a my wife. wife. Uh-huh. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a cousin. I'm a, I'm a friend. You turn up to them roles often. Differently equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you turn up to some of them roles protecting yourself. Yeah. Don't you? Like, yeah. And so a mask is definitely, can be a cocoon. You can co- cocoon yourself with a mask. But mm-hmm. when it starts to be something that you start looking at yourself and going, who, who am I? Uh-huh. You know, You're so lost behind the mask. We talk you so forget. much about communication. Because communication links to connection. Mm-hmm. If I can't communicate my thoughts to the right people in the right environment I'm going to walk about not end up knowing who I am mm-hmm. and totally deteriorating so 
they, it's come from you're right we use it and understand it's normal that's where the toolkit started to be built up yeah but it's actually come from lived experience mm-hmm. you know that, that we're sitting mm-hmm. I'm wearing a mask and often I say to them you're going to put that mask on you today and, and that's all right yeah remember to take that off when you go home yeah you're not it on for a couple of hours just thinking about boundaries sometimes you might need to wear to, and that's through with protection as well Big time. You know, I know you talk a lot about, a lot about that. Yes, you yeah, would. Yeah. I was going to come over now and say that like, your experience of a mask will be different than, than my experience of a mask and mm-hmm. um, Una's. And you do work a lot with our mummies one to one. And we we have to put boundaries in place mm-hmm. and we have to teach our mummies to put boundaries in place. Yeah. So what? Guide them. Yeah, guide them, them a harder to do that. Yeah. yeah. So tell me what you think about masks. Like scary ones, Halloween masks. No, it's not that nice boudoir one. I know. Oh, um, I suppose my experience of mask, I wouldn't really have probably worn a mask a lot. I'd have been very open, and that's probably my personality. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very open person. I'm not, I suppose, afraid of my emotions, and that's mm-hmm. tough. Maybe a bit of time, maybe to open them up. I would have wore occasionally. But, um, and I suppose that helped me with my journey, seeking in that much quicker. Qu- quicker and you know? getting help. Um, because I knew something wasn't right and I wasn't going to hide it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's very important. You know. So you say that you did link in for support. Yeah. Roderick was very young. Yeah. Very, very young. You felt, you felt that you... Didn't have to wear a mask. That you were um, strong enough and calm mm-hmm. enough to to reach out. I suppose mm-hmm. where I wore a mask for a hell of a long time because I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was the stigma and I was afraid of what everybody else would be thinking. Yeah, I don't give two continental hits. Yeah, what anybody else thinks of me. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. Yeah, and that's one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ashamed of me. And that's very that's a powerful and wonderful thing to be able. But that's not everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So the mummies that you're working with, that you see, um, with the masks, how do you support them? So I would say boundaries is number one. Building up their self worth, their self esteem, making them feel like they're worthy Mm. of, of. Being themselves, knowing their emotions, knowing their feelings, the whole package, and believing in themselves. And, and it's okay to let that mask down and let somebody in mm-hmm. to help support you. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people would say we're creating that safe space mm-hmm. for them. And, and definitely, often they come into us and have no words. Yeah. If I had words, uh-huh. if I had had the words way back, how did I? Ha- how could I have had the words when there was no education out there, when there was nobody talking openly about the ex- the anxiety that happens, the transition into motherhood, how it's going to affect my relationship with my husband, myself, the baby, the whole bloody world, my work, mm-hmm. everything. So I hadn't got the language to use. So I suppose that's another point there. And whenever you let that mask down, that's when the healing yeah, really begins. begins. Because without that there, you can't work on your inner self. No. And that's what we try to do with the mummies, is work from the bottom and kind of build them step by step. And that's a gradual process. That just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Like I had my mask down very early, mm-hmm. but I still didn't know myself then. I still had to work mm-hmm. 
on my emotions and get that understanding, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it took time. Yeah. I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And, and I totally, like, it's a, it's a good, like what you're saying there is really, really invaluable. Mm-hmm. And that you, you, you didn't even put a mask on. You sat there and you wanted help. Mm-hmm. You just thought, no, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, as I went in to motherhood with high expectations on self, so that mask came clinging to me. Mm-hmm. And whether I tried to get it off or not, it took a hell of a long time because I couldn't let people know I was struggling. Mm-hmm. There was no qualified Aye. look after kids. She couldn't you breastfeed you the babies for it? It's your soul's town. Nothing to do with them. No bother, Una. And no bother. And see that bloody sentence. No bother to you. There's no bother to you. That's my... That's the pressure put that's on... That's my poka boca. <laughs> put on you by others. By others. No bother to you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do, do, do. So then what did I do? Put the mask on mm-hmm. and probably layered her up thick. Yep. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Which actually is not a bad thing. If I'm able to say to you without my mask on, I'm faking this, I'm trying my best. Yeah. That's me being really honest and open. And we talk a lot about mm-hmm. them honest conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you wear the mask, you lose your complete identity. What about you, Kira? You, you often talked about the different layers that you. I would, I'd say, looking back now, I always would have had a mask. I suppose. I was always trying to fit in and always trying to please. So my mask was always there. Um, and then whenever the expectations of what I put on myself, whenever, because it was always, I was always the one with the children hanging off me. It would be no bother, Kira. And I, it was, I, I honestly went into thinking it will be no bother to me. I can't wait for this to happen. And then you hit the ground with a bang because actually I can't do this all. And it's okay to help to be able to sit the, ch- the country because your hand then wins back. Right. But when they're your own and you can't handle back. A different story. And there's no sleep. <laughs> yeah. And the hormones are going through. I had really, um, after I had Jude, my thyroid went haywire. I wasn't sleeping. I was going like a um, Duracell bunny. I never, ate, yeah, I never stopped. I never was going stopped. nonstop all the time and I couldn't switch off. And I, even though I knew in my head and myself that I was completely drained and I couldn't continue, I couldn't not stop. Mm-hmm. And I, that I couldn't let myself down because all, what would others think of me? And I know that I'm sitting here now, 36, and my children are, are well grown up. I still wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Now, my mask is not, if I'm having a bad day or if I'm not well, whatever, I try to... You try to control it or whatever, but I still like um I would use humor as a mask, mm-hmm. and the the some of our mummies know whenever we had our gathering, I take the hand out of my husband and me, and mm-hmm. but that's how I try to break the conversation or break the ice with using humor, mm-hmm. and that's just something I think I'd probably have it with me my whole life. Mm-hmm. I but you're not using a mask to I'm block. Not- I'm not using it, yeah. I'm not connection. I'm not using a mask to survive, whereas I was using a mask to survive yeah. whenever I had my whenever I had my two boys. Do you know, like even when you were talking there, there's a songs come into my head. By the way, I'm not going to sing, so Go on ahead okay. there. I might oh. take off my shoes and I'll hum. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
be fit, it'll be stinking. <laughs> but I'm not going to sing, you're all right. That's the a good joke. Is, uh-huh. and I, oh, we could have kept that. See, the jokes are coming oh, was out it? What did you say? Oh, she missed it. She missed it. I'm not going to go back. Mm-hmm. It says I could take off my shoes. And I could hum. And I'll hum. Uh-huh. I'm not going to sing. No. Anyway, she didn't. <laughs> I did get that there, but what did you say, Gemma? She says that that could have been good for you. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, go on ahead. So, Sorry, what was it? We were in the middle of season eight. Sorry. Keep up. Keep up. Anyway, a song came into my head when you were um talking there. It's a song that really, really stood with me in that Katie B song, Crying for No Reason. And she talks in that song about um forgive, you know, me for the way um I've been. And I often look at that as myself. I have to forgive myself. I let me down. Mm-hmm. Um and when I heard that song, that song Oh my word. And I actually go back to that quite often and we do bring it into training. Mm-hmm. But the reason it is, um, why I'm bringing that up is that often I often think of what I put me through. Mm-hmm. Why did I, you know, not allowing me to feel, mm-hmm. not allowing me to reach out for support because I felt I just needed to get on with it. You probably, you thought you didn't deserve it. That's probably something too, because you're in a caring, you're a caring human being, and you're looking after others. But I have to forgive me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've went through a forgiveness for me, and I've looked at me going, you know what, Una, like, and I feel myself. Yeah. You know, you can feel the emotion here with me, but I've every right to feel my feelings. Yeah. Nobody can tell me how I'm feeling. I can tell me. Yeah. But it's what I do with them. But if I wear a thick, thick mask and not allow myself to express. I am feeling that's going to end up festering and toxic. It'll be toxic. It'll be very toxic. Toxic mm-hmm. is that the right? Word, yeah, right? Like, toxic, toxic, yeah, I suppose. The environment then yeah. that come out into my environment and what mm-hmm. I do and how I behave. Seeping that song, out. I constantly go back to it. Kitty B crying for no reason. I sit in the company. I put my mm-hmm. feelings on the shelf. Yeah, I ignored who I was. Enter motherhood. We need to cocoon. And hug ourselves and praise ourselves and be gentle to ourselves more than ever. Mm -hmm. Because it's a massive transition. This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. And we couldn't bring the podcast to you today without the support of Clarity Scanning and Holistic Health. Clarity Scanning and Holistic Health is a private pregnancy ultrasound and complementary therapy facility. Their mission is to provide a more holistic approach during your pregnancy. Visit clarityoma.com. I no, you're all right. You're all right. I was thinking I wore the mask and I wore a mask for so long. I would have wore a mask in school. Mm-hmm. I would have wore a mask growing up. I had ginger hair and I fucking hated it. I was always wanted to be something different. Always wanted not to be Kira. And I think now and people would often say, mm-hmm, she's very forward or she's very abrupt or you're very cross looking I can't wear there's times I can't wear a mask what you see is what you get mm-hmm. because I've worn for too long and I, you're talking about songs that song um, I am the one and only mm. nobody I'd rather be oh I fucking Chesney boy yeah I am the one and only Um, you can't take that away from me you're the one I and only yes the one and only now we I remember hearing that song and I muckers being in Muckers, sunny day, 
uh, probably having a few drinks and that song playing and me singing it at the top of my voice. That's an anthem. That's the, and really You can turn it on and you turn it up full. Because, because you know, we are the one yeah. and only. There's nobody else like us. That's how unique we are. Mm-hmm. And I sh- you shouldn't have to wear a mask. But you're right, that is that's another yeah. really good song by... God, I could really get... I'm going to go out here. I'll be bouncing out of here. a really good one. Really yeah. Good. It's like... Um, who are you whenever you haven't got your mask on? Where, why? Where Where are you when you haven't got your mask on? I'm <laughs> I was going to say sleeping. Sleeping. <laughs> Snoring. I, I, right. Can you explain that a wee bit more? So it's probably is. When it, my thinking aye, here. It's when you're at home. So I'm sitting thinking, right, so whenever you're playing that song and it's up full. Mm-hmm. What, I'm proud of me. Yeah. What are you feeling like? I'm like, you're nearly your fists again. You go, I am the blood and one and only. It's like me There's singing that Josie song. Uh-huh. You're drumming away and you're... Uh-huh. If you anybody, feel worthy. You feel worthy. You feel powerful. You feel confident. Mm-hmm. Empowered. getting that message to your children very early on. Because mm-hmm. they'll not fucking put a mask on. Mm-hmm. Imagine eight being able that a child is emotionally intelligent, that they have the language linked to their emotions. I feel because of... Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do because this will help me. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in crying. There's no shame in saying that you feel there's something. Or look, we Orla would always say to me, Mommy, my tummy feels sore. And I'm like, Orla, that's it's not pain, it's butterflies. Yeah. It's anxiety in your tummy. Mm-hmm. That's okay, you feel them. And I've heard Jude say, Jude say to her, you know, I say butterflies. And she there is butterflies. And I'm like, no, it's not butterflies. There's no actual butterflies in your tummy. It's a feeling inside your tummy, but that's okay. Uh, you're allowed that feeling. Sit with that feeling. It's exciting. What, you know, what are you excited about? What is it? It's the same as sitting on the toilet for too long and having, a, as Enda says, a fuzzy leg. A fuzzy leg? A fu- <laughs> my leg's fuzzing. Hi. My leg's um, fuzzing. That's a feeling. Yeah. Of course. And that, that, that's true. Like, and what is that What is that feeling telling you? Yeah. Tell us the wee story behind it. Yeah. You know. I love pins and needles. Do you? Do you use like them? No. No. I love it. What? Pins Why? And needles. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you're weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know. care. Like. Pins and needles. Yeah. Gemma loves the pins and needles. That's a queer name for a band. No, <laughs> pins and needles. No, <laughs> There's a song, Needles and Pins. Smokey, Needles and Pins. I haven't heard it. Oh, seriously. Play it on the way home there. Needles and pins. Do you know what? I don't know. My head's still and I am the one I know. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. You were saying something there now, and I was going to pull. Sorry, uh, not, but, no, but, no, but no, the butterflies are really about you know that your feelings and, and and sitting with them, and it's great that you're helping Orla to name them. Uh-huh. And you imagine how that'll help her emotional intelligence as she goes on. But another thing that we find a while out is why do people apologize when they cry? Mm-hmm. The amount of mummies have come into us. Because you're just providing that space, they feel held and aired. Often tears will come. And the left that hears it. What does it say? I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Never, ever apologize. And you always give them a tissue. Now, I'm not giving you tissue to stop the trying, it's somewhere for them to land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because often when you give a tissue, that's nearly somebody saying, wipe them away. Yeah. You know, no, let it land, let it land, because the mascara is beautiful. Aye. I don't want it landing on your. Uh, 
on your top or whatever. Let it land. Let it land. Safely. Enough not them tears are coming out because you've let that guard down and you've held it for so long. And you've connected to the mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. And I cry at home often. I might have a wee cry. Of course, you know, and then the kids would go, Mum, you okay, Mum? Is everything all right? And I go, oh, I was watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I remember watching the movie and I remember my ma nearly having to go and give me a towel when I was younger. <laughs> the chomp, the chap. Oh, jeepers. So, oh, that was so That hard. is my favourite. was no good for me. I needed a towel. <laughs> have you ever seen it, Gemma? No. Oh, about the boxer. Oh. But you see, if I had a hold on that, that would have hurt mm-hmm. me so much. Mm-hmm. And often it is when a mummy connects to her feelings or feel that she's been heard. And a dad, you know, when... I've been with, you know, chatted to men and daddies before and they've cried and they goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And mm. I've heard it on TV, you know, maybe celebrities having a really good interview and starting to cry and then they apologise. But nobody ever says to them, don't you ever apologise for Hi, crying? Hi, what are you apologising for? Why do we do that? Why do we feel that we have to apologise because you see tears? What? There's no weakness in showing tears. No. Just, you know... I'm, you know, I we always go. You always feel better after we go. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Come here. We've, we've, there's times we've laughed that hard that we have cried in that office. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had to cross her legs. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, we've laughed that hard that we've. Yeah. 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 But tears both stays, like. There does. There does, I. But it's good tears. Really? And that's saying that used to be said years ago, and probably still is. Big boys don't cry. Straight away, that child is learning to put on a what at a young age? Face. A mask, a face. If I hear that, I cringe. I'd be like, oh no, don't cry. Bye. What what is he doing wrong? What's wrong with crying? You're putting shame to let Mm -hmm. And uh, it's probably generational. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Centuries and centuries. And And often we might feel a wee bit because we're vulnerable and then vulnerability can sometimes people, you know, like that state that you know that state of place they're in and they're vulnerable and then they're apologizing for mm-hmm. being vulnerable but if you're in a safe space i just i started taking note of it years ago the amount of people mm-hmm. apologize don't you apologize for your feeling yes people can be angry and it's often what you do with that anger sometimes you're angry you go mm-hmm. sort of frustration what you do with that frustration but Apologize <laughs> for your. What are you doing? Are, are we producers there about to show us how long we've been going and they showed us the wrong side of the page? We had a draw on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he doesn't need to apologize for that. It's okay. Don't you apologize? Don't does it right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> how have you been keeping your cuppas filled, Lilies? It's a good question, Kira. Is your cup filled or is it half filled? Is it. It's low. Uh, uh, I think because I've been working on it, mm-hmm. and there's a few things that has, has come um into my life at the minute that can kind of go, oh, put you on a step around a wee bit. But because I've been working on filling my cup on, I haven't went in complete meltdown. Mm-hmm. I haven't went into catastrophizing mode, you know. And that's... But that's because you're working on it. I'm maintaining it. Yeah, you're maintaining it. And that's a skill and that's a strength that you've built up that you know... what. A yeah, long a time. long time. It's a bit like somebody saying, you know, um, I've, I'm a member to the gym. 
and I haven't lost any. We either haven't toned any. <laughs> That's me there. I haven't toned <laughs> any of my body up. Are you so using I'm not going to do that if they haven't went to the booking uh-huh. gym. So it's a bit like it's a muscle, isn't it? It's a new muscle that we're working on. Uh-huh. And um, filling your cup, of, filling, looking at where they am. It's something that doesn't naturally come to us. Because often as the past, maybe our people have mm-hmm. pushed down or, or use that word selfish. Yes. You know what? So what, what I'm trying to say is some day, some weeks or days I'm better at it. So the times I am better at it has helped me to fill. We use the jug at work mm-hmm. and we show the jug and where mummies would measure themselves. And so because I'm working on that, when I've had a, a big situation, it's I'm running, I've got my reserve. And mm-hmm. all yeah. I've got a good bit in that jug. And you know. And thank goodness yeah. I have. But do you know that it's time to go and refill that jug? You're not waiting to that jug's bone empty? No. And you've hit the wall? That's been abusive to mm-hmm. self. You know, that's really, is how I, I have the duty of care to me. Yeah. Um, But as I say, girls, I know that's a muscle that has to keep being worked on. And often we say to mummy when she comes into us, and she shares a part of self um, and, and maybe her emotional journey and what's going on. And we'd say when you go home, it's going to be like you've done a, a you workout, work out, yeah. physical workout. Mm-hmm. And like we were with a mummy last week and she says, you know what, I never even seen it like that. And I says, oh God, yeah. Right, yeah. You work. You might as well have crime Coke, Patrick. I remember going with you, I don't know if you remember, you probably will, going with you for a, a talk to the the health visitors in the SWA. Right. And I was accompanying you. I was your your co-host that day, and mm-hmm. um, we hadn't planned to do any talking. But of course, whenever you're there, you start talking. And I had shared a bit of my story and shared a bit about of my journey with postnatal depression. And I remember Una saying to me afterwards, "You know, you you've done like your mind's done a workout. Be mindful of yourself." I think I'm not under God is she on about? Mm-hmm. Sure, I haven't been to the gym. Some grand. She's chatting at uh-huh. stuff. Hi. Foot warm and fuzzy. And I remember going home and something happened. Something really small happened. Well, didn't I flip? I remember being totally drained and thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? And you know, always would check in the evening time and saying, just checking in, how you, you know, how are you this evening? You know, it was a big day and you did so well. I said, going, Ashley, you know, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. And she's like, that's because you've, mm-hmm. you're, yes. I drained my cup that day because I give so much. Mm-hmm. I give so much to the place we were the, uh, for the charity and all, everything that we're doing, my couple was drained. And I remember thinking to myself, actually, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to. And now I know when I get, um, I suppose the same as yesterday, we went out for a meeting yesterday morning when you would come back in the office to be kind to self. Yeah. Because it takes a lot out of you. It does. It does. Because, you're, you're, because you've worked so hard on that muscle, mm-hmm. you're dealing, like I know it's not the muscle of the brain, yeah. the muscle of, your heart linked to your soul, all of that, whatever warm, fuzzy way you want to look at it. But it is something that you work on. Mm-hmm. And I find of exactly like that, you find the tiredness much quicker. And you actually don't have to give all. No. Right? You don't have to give all. Um, because when we're trying to get our message across, we're so passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just came back and you straight away you know you're tired, I'm exhausted, so I'm gonna be with here. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna cocoon myself for a wee moment and then Pause. Yeah. Refocus. And then we'll move on to the next stage. Yeah. There's a time you wouldn't. We, none of us would have done that. No. Could we run to the next run. round of the next round of the and the next bit. What happens? We just hit the bloody wall. 
Yeah. Just crumble. And we crumble. Yeah. So because you've worked so hard on that there, that has become, that's, mm-hmm. that's an amazing skill mm-hmm. and a gift that you can give to self. Gemma, how's your cup of being filled? How has my cup of being filled? I would say it's been probably depleted quite a bit with being busy and juggling a lot of balls at the minute. Um, decorating and work. What were you laughing at? Decorating. No. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> hear? No, I can't say it. This is a PG show. I can't say it. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm juggling a lot of balls. I don't know why. Apologies, apologies. It's not whatever's been on the news. Wasn't that the definition of Friday night? I was wondering what kind of balls you were juggling there. Right, can we not? Can we we move on from that wee bit? So you've been busy. So my jug's quite depleted, but I'm... Apologize, no, but I've made apologize. sure to still yeah. keep my self care in place because yeah. that could very easily have slipped mm-hmm. and I could have just let that mm-hmm. slide on. But no, I've still made I was at a quiz Friday night, I was away um, at a brunch on Sunday and taking time mm-hmm. for me because work is because so yeah. you're going through in our holding bay, we've got new, yeah, I've been doing a lot of one to ones, and that, that's tiring because mm-hmm. you're given. Yeah, you're providing a gift of space and mm-hmm. your time mm-hmm. to be with another mummy for her mm-hmm. to talk about her feelings. Yeah, so you're very present. Yeah, that's why we don't do ten one to ones. No, in a day, um, you know, normally three if you're in a long day mm-hmm. is enough to spread out through mm-hmm. the day. Yeah, you, that next mummy needs the best of you. Yeah, and I'm not going to be able to give yeah. that, but um, I made sure it was important that I still get my self care. Brilliant. So. That so was me. We're all and I wasn't on. juggling that kind of balls. Thank you. Say no more. So what about her? What ah. have you done? I was out on Saturday night. Fill the jugs. Fill your cup up. But I wasn't at the Devonish. Um, <laughs> trying to think. Not enough press. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think what have I done to fill my cup Um, My cup was... Oh, where were you? I, where were you Saturday night? I wasn't your favourite band? My favourite band. Your favourite band? My favourite wee rock band. And they started off them with my song. Who was at the top of the dance floor? Kira. I was on, I was live on video. Mm-hmm. Singing away. Mm-hmm. Um, music fills my soul. I, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. And I listen. And it's it's all, it's on all the car every morning, girls. And if anybody meets me Can in the I road, I apologise if you see me rocking away to that song. And singing it to the top of my voice, <laughs> and I'm visualizing my wee man out of the band called Paul. I'm just, it's just music, and it's the songs, and it's the banging and the drums and the. And that's something at your fingertips. Uh-huh. Yeah. You download that song, upload it, whatever tickles your fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and you strap like yeah. But there's Kira, and that's kind of nearly the theme here today is uh-huh. the um, music. Yes. Songs, lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's like and it's sticking it on and and it is full up full blast. I and I probably have said it before. I remember going to the counselling sessions and haven't been having a, a heavy counselling session with Lisa and then her saying, "Right, your homework tonight is into the car, turn the volume up full blast, and you sing your heart out till you get home. You be that rock star. And I, and I am. Mm-hmm. Girls, see whenever I'm up the road in the morning, in the car, I'm going home. I mm-hmm. am a rock star. Mm-hmm. 
I am the front person in that band. I'm playing the drums. <laughs> I'm singing, and I'm also doing the guitar. Yeah, I'm doing the whole lot. Yeah, it telling you, I'm not just Gira. I'm not Mrs. O. I'm an, an actress, and I'm not a magician. No musician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Juggle a lot of stuff. I juggle a lot of balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but no, they even chatting about music. Should I was at the concert last night? Oh yes, too. I know it was like, concert. And we read and going just didn't. Did you take it up the front? We got up near the front, and Niall was absolutely amazing. And just as you say, like just that connection to his music, mm-hmm. and and I want to go and hear more of his music. And nothing beats going out for. Doesn't have to be. Up to the Belfast, it can be going into the town and just hear a local, yeah, a local band or turn up the radio. But yeah, yeah, nighty. You smell the cheese. Yeah, yeah. Right. Smell the cheese. Smell the cheese. Scraping after the mic. Oh, he hasn't got his earphones on. <laughs> right, we're like we're going to have to request out here for jokes because I think we're we're getting to the end of them. Yeah. Um, Any new book here? If you want to forget about all your troubles, uh-huh. buy a pair of tight shoes. Okay. Because then you'll be worried about your feet. <laughs> right. I bought a pair of jeans marked 50% off. There was only one leg. <laughs> I know. Getting bad here. That's an icon of joke. My grandfather keeps a record of everything he, he eats. It's called a tie. Oh, he must dri- dry. He must drip it down his tie. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a seafood seafood party last week, but ended up pulling a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a seafood diet here. Seafood needed. Mm-hmm. Sure, we're all the same. <laughs> Autocorrect has become my worst enema. <laughs> <laughs> The, no, no. The, per, the person who invented autocrack passed away today. Restaurant in peace. Hello, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, this is a good one. I got fired from my job at the funeral parlor. My boss thought smoking and non smoking was an inappropriate way to ask if they wanted cremated. We're going, we're gone. You're gone. <laughs> That's us between juggling balls and, and, and smoking and non-smoking. Mind yourself all. Mind yourself, everybody. Okay, and we'll see you next week. Bye. This was Fill Your Coppa, the Support Together podcast with me, Mrs. O, Kira O'Gowan, and my co-hosts, Bingo Leonard and Gemma Casty. Brought to you today by Clarity Scanning and Holistic Health and produced by 9874 Creative.